You think we're in a mask culture now? Yes. Oh, we totally are. They're totally, they're not going back. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth. The show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Welcome back to the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com uh, on the interweb. David, how are you? What, me? Yeah, you, I um, think. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know. Really? That good? I, yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm not horrific. Okay. Um, th- the world, <laughs> your world is burning down right now. Yeah. I think. Yes, it is. I mean, I don't see any smoke in the background of your video, but. Uh, my goodness, what in the world? What's going on in Minnesota? Uh, just you know, it's those Norwegian bachelor farmers. They've mm. just they're sick of the prejudice and how they're uh, um, being tailed by the police all the time and beaten up and killed. And they've decided enough is enough. <laughs> you know, I wondered if that was it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, Jay may be jumping on here at some point. He, I love this now. This new online speak jumping on it's like it's a boat or is this a boat like passing in the night just jump hey quick jump on fast that would be fun i'd like to watch <laughs> jay try to do that and nice. then laugh as <laughs> right. he hits the water uh-huh floundering so uh, of course he has a life jacket on so he'll be fine people is that it what is that it he has a life jacket on mm-hmm mm-hmm all right. Today is May 31, 2020. On May 25, a Minneapolis police killed George Floyd. While two officers pinned the handcuff Floyd on a city street, another fended off would-be interveners as a fourth knelt on Floyd's neck until and well after he lost consciousness. This article from USA Today, dated today. But when Floyd's family goes to court to hold the officers liable for their actions, uh, a judge in Minnesota may very well dismiss their claims. Not because the officers didn't do anything wrong, but because there isn't a case from the Eighth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court specifically holding that it is unconstitutional for police to kneel on the neck of a handcuffed man for nearly nine minutes until he loses consciousness and then dies. And such a specific case is what Floyd's family must provide to overcome a legal doctrine called qualified immunity. Oh, yeah. That shields police and all other government officials from accountability for their illegal and unconstitutional acts. The Supreme Court created the qualified immunity in 1982. One, with, one, one second, one second. Um, it shields them, but it also shields them from frivolous lawsuits and things like that. So they're making it sound like it's just a one-way street. That, so you're saying it oh, actually has some validity. Yeah, absolutely does. Um, With that novel invention, the court granted all government officials immunity from violating constitutional and civil rights 
unless the victims of those violations can show that the rights were clearly established. Although innocuous sounding, the clearly established test is a legal obstacle nearly impossible to overcome. It requires a victim to identify an earlier decision by the Supreme Court or a federal appeals court on the same jurisdiction holding that precisely the same conduct under the same circumstances is illegal or unconstitutional. If none exists, the official is immune. Whether the official's actions are unconstitutional, intentional, or malicious is irrelevant to the test. We are not being hyperbolic. Outrageous examples abound. For instance, last November, the Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals held that Tennessee cops were allowed, who, who, who allowed their dog to bite a surrendered suspect did not violate clearly established law. There, the victim cited a case where the same court earlier held that it was unconstitutional for officers to sick their dog on a suspect who had surrendered by lying on the ground with his hands to his side. That was not sufficient, the court reasoned, because the victim had, no, had not surrendered by laying down, lying down. He had surrendered by sitting on the ground and raising his hands. <laughs> so that's it. Really? It's that specific? Uh, you didn't lay prone, sir. You were still sitting down with your hands up. Don't shoot. In February, uh, the Fifth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals held that a Texas prison guard who pepper sprayed an inmate in his locked cell for no reason, in quotes, did not violate clearly established law because similar cited cases involved guards who had hit and tased inmates for no reason rather than pepper spraying them for no reason. In both cases, the officers were granted qualified immunity. When the Supreme Court conceived qualified immunity, it promised that the rule would not provide a license to lawless conduct for government officials. But plainly it has. According to this article, written by Patrick Joy Como and Anya Bidwell, the USA Today from the Opinion Column. All right, give me your two cents on uh, on the George Floyd situation. You mean regarding the qualified immunity? No, nope, the whole scenario. Um, when I saw the video of the cop sitting on his neck like that mm -hmm. and watching it, uh, you know, I got I got pretty torqued and. Uh, when it turned out that he died, you could hear him clearly saying, you know, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And you had two or three other cops there. <clears throat> um, to me, uh, yeah, that was, I'm, I, I can't think of many scenarios where anybody could reasonably think that that's okay for him for the police officer to do it that long. So so seeing the video that we saw because apparently there was a 5 minute window of of tape that's missing that we don't see. Um is there ever a scenario that you can surmise that would have justified that type of of um um what do you call that restraint technique um well, for that long? Well, I mean I mean they do that when they handcuff you. 
they put your, you know, when they take you down to handcuff you, they're going to put their knee, you know, in your neck. But is that not typically until you're handcuffed? Yeah, typically. It, yeah, typically. You know, I have I have no idea what happened beforehand. The guy might have acted abominably mm-hmm. and fought with them and caused a whole bunch of problems and physical issues. And, you know, let's concede that that is the case. Um, but if they pull him up and he's sitting on his butt, he is not going to be, um, uh, I, I don't see why they wouldn't continue, you know, allow that. And then if he acted up, you take him down again and you say, I'll let you up if you stop struggling. And you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because uh, at a at a certain point, um, he's either going to quit, or you're going to take him and put him in the back seat of the car. And why didn't they grab him and put him in the back seat? Of, now I I don't know all the answers to it. All you see is a video with no context at all. You just see the ending of it. Okay, so there is a context going on. And maybe the guy acted abominably and they were angry and they're like, okay, you're going to fight. Okay. Then you're going to sit there. But if you're a police officer, if you get to carry a gun, Mm -hmm. if you get to take away people's civil rights at any time, you know, by arresting them or whatever, um, then you need to be above that. If you're not above that and you're not going to act that way, then you need to, to reap the, reap what you've sown all that being said the protests everything else is what the powers that be or the uh the you know the uh progressive uh anarchist antifa type people all they're doing is they're wandering around waiting for something to happen that they can exploit and here they've done that because there's no there's no reason why somebody in Dallas, Texas is going to try to burn down the city. <laughs> right. Because or Atlanta, of, right. Yeah. And if you're dealing with reasonable people. Um, Which clearly is not the case. Yeah, it's not the case. You don't know the context. You don't know. The, the police officers were fired right away. Um, it's not like. I could I could see this happen more, the the rioting and everything. Not that it's right, but if they were arrested, they went to trial, they were found not guilty, they were set, you know, kind of like the Rodney King thing. If that happened, I could see across the nation people going, see, there's no rights. They can abuse um, the black people. They can do whatever they want and are not held accountable. Well, that whole process didn't even start before they started trying to burn down the city. So that's all that's all a pretext. Right. And everyone, everyone, it seems, has jumped on the word George was murdered. We're going to avenge his murder. Now, so presumably you have to be proven guilty of murder, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, that's an inflammatory term. It's a inflammatory 
are you saying that those police officers intended to kill the man? And I, I don't think that there's any way, shape, or form that that would be. Now, a reasonable person might be able to look at that and go, if somebody had a heart condition or whatever, if they're whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you a reasonable person could think that if you kneel on somebody's neck for however many minutes, that there's a possibility that somebody could die. Mm-hmm. But that's different than um, like this. Hey, there's a black man. Let's take Go him down him right and murder him. Third know. degree murder is the charge in addition to manslaughter. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, Jay just joined us. Good, good evening, afternoon, whatever it is. Howdy. Hi. Too bad you sound like crap. Do I? Someday we'll get you. It's fine. It's, it's just <laughs> someday we'll get you a microphone so you'll sound good on this show. Or at least we'll oh. remove the, the technical barrier. <laughs> how, how bad is it? That's fine. <laughs> it just, we, we, we finally got uh, David's mic working, so uh, he at least sounds polished. So that's good. David, are you broadcasting from a garage sale? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, we're, we're just, just getting into the, uh, and are the nuts you and bolts. broadcasting Sorry. from a prison cell? Yes. Okay. All right. So they got that Epstein video of you. Okay. All right. Keep keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> no, this is this No, is, no, no. You don't have to say anything. This is one of those Have your attorney screen, talk. One of those green screen backgrounds. It's called it's called being Epstein. Oh. You know? Okay. It, it's one of those false backgrounds that goes behind you. Uh-huh. Sure. Anyway, so uh, what were you guys talking about? So we're, we're talking about George Floyd. I mean, he's we don't know him, so to call him, hey, his first name, hey, I mean, Biden did. You know, hey, and George, we're talking about George. It's because he's so old he forgot. He didn't know the guy's name. Um, <clears throat> no, we're just kind of recounting. I, I asked David if he had any thought uh, or, or could put together a scenario where, based on the video that's out there that we've all seen, um, that it would have been appropriate for a police officer to continue to do what he did. Uh, do you have any experience where, uh, that, or any thought that, oh, yeah, here's a scenario that that would have made sense? Um, well, it depends on your definition of make sense. Are you talking uh, no, about... Oh, no, no, okay, never mind. Be acceptable. Are you talking... Be acceptable. Huh? Uh, I'll change that from make sense to be acceptable. Being acceptable? Yeah. Can you, can, I, I'd can, still have to. T- I'd still have to define acceptable. And uh, let me before you keep going on. Let me just explain. Except okay. I believe, from an officer standpoint, we don't know what happened in the five or ten seconds right before that. At least the video I've seen, they show. I mm-hmm. see them walking around the back end of the car, and then it cuts. And then the next thing I've seen is he's on the ground. Is there more that we that hasn't been exposed? Not that I know of. Not, okay, not after so, that point. There was stuff before, so there was but not after. There was something in between him walking and the video that I've seen with him on the ground that something occurred that would cause the officers to pull him down. Mm-hmm. Given I had that, seen a, I'd seen a snippet that, um, like a headline with you know a photo, and I w- wasn't able to read it, but it said something to the effect that. Uh, the officer that was kneeling on his back was there's a video of him earlier uh, in the back seat, uh, like the like the guy was fighting in the back seat of the vehicle. He was in the back seat fighting. Yeah. Here, I, I guess here's my here's my point. Wouldn't in that be where you want the guy? 
when What's you're that? nothing go ahead when you're dealing with officers that have are in a state of constantly dealing with not the most fun people to deal with in society and you're dealing with an officer that has been exposed we know this public record he's been exposed to plenty of um violent situations uh where he's pulled the trigger where he's had the trigger pulled on him uh so he is an officer in a part of town that regularly sees some type of violent action um so my opinion is that his training failed and somewhere along the line his adrenaline kicked in and he continued on uh i'm not in his head but my first reaction is what caused him to get to the point to want to put a knee on somebody's back to subdue him and then what kind of adrenaline was rushing through him that he didn't want to let go did this guy fight i i, I don't know is there a history of fighting with this person i don't know that either um so was it appropriate not if you take a look at training if you read the book if you talk to any expert that is a monday morning quarterback um is it something that i can understand why it would happen yeah i can understand why it would happen but that doesn't necessarily bode well after the fact especially if somebody dies hello yes yeah Okay. I, I'm just trying to find a, a comment that I had from a guy in. I think it's really some... easy. I think it's real easy after the fact when you have multiple camera angles to, to play by play what happens in a, in an active crime scene. Um, when you don't know when you're not in the situation. So then is the bigger question, and it kind of is for me, um, is it the type of training we are expecting and putting the police through and what we're expecting out of them? Is is this the problem? No, I don't think that's the problem no. at all. I think that no. we've got a general society that's in a breakdown mode where they respect law enforcement less and less. Why is that? And why? Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's similar to what's happening in parenting. You you have um, you have parents that are unable to parent the way that my parents did forty years ago, because spanking a kid or God forbid you even use the word I'm you know that you spank your kid with a belt or a spoon. Mm -hmm. So discipline is out the window, but it's not just out the window from a parental perspective. I think it's out the window because our society doesn't respect law enforcement the way that it used to. But why? 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 Because it's easy to charge. It's easy to charge an officer for excessive use of force and the, and the criminal becomes the victim very quickly today. Well, again, I'm not saying that what the officer did is correct. I'm just saying it's easy for me to see a different perspective. And, you know, um, if it turns out that this was, absolutely completely and totally uncalled for looking at the video it appears that way however before they even arrested the um the uh, police officer the uh, hennepin county district attorney came out and did a press conference 
and said that based upon certain information that they weren't pursuing homicide charges at this time makes you think, well, okay, there's a, there's more context that's going on here with mm-hmm. this. But then that, but that flipped, said, though, that turned to all of a sudden, huh, he's a murderer. He, George well, got course. murdered, and so now we got to get the murderer. The DA, I don't know if the DA has used those terms since then, but the governor and the mayor certainly have. The governor won't stop using the term murderer. Right. But um, so regardless of all of that, assume that he got ticked off and was just going to kneel on his neck until he settled down until they got enough people there to put him in the back of a paddy wagon or whatever it is, what, whatever the excuse is you have, you've had um, in the the war in Afghanistan and in Iraq, you've had people that um, soldiers who have gone out and killed innocent civilians in that area because they saw uh, somebody in their unit or a bunch of people in their unit killed by IEDs or you had, you know, there's stories of that in Vietnam war and world war two and and whatnot. So you can understand. So my point is you can maybe understand like Jay's point, um, having to deal with these people, not that wasn't, uh, a, a racist remark. I'm talking about criminals. We understand what you're saying here. Yeah, but somebody, somebody, you know how. Uh huh. Anyways, do. dealing with criminals and dealing with people that um, that are just, you know, the the worst dredges of society. How about this? Being put in combative situations day after day. Well, I, I would, I would say it's even worse than that. It's one. I mean, it's. Being disrespected, getting getting um, just treated horribly by people constantly. Um, at a certain point, you snap, or you're you're not going to be as professional as you were before. We can understand that, but if you can't carry yourself in in a, in such a way that you're being professional and you're being upright, and it doesn't matter if there's a great pension on the line or whatnot then it's time for you to quit. Then it's time for you to leave that job and do something else. If you're not willing to do that, then change your behavior or your attitude. And if you're not willing to change your attitude or behavior, then leave. But I'm just saying that from the point of view that, um, in, in my opinion, that's what it looks like that, uh, they all got angry at this guy who was fighting with them or doing something. And so they didn't show him the respect or uh, th- that they should for um, other people. So do you gentlemen, and this might be aimed a little bit at you, Jay. I'm just curious your thoughts on this. Um, and that, not a gun, don't worry. Um, you know, thinking of how we've gotten to the point where uh, police officers are disrespected. And authority, like like armed authority, is disrespected. <clears throat> Do you think possibly that um, that has built up over the last several decades? Probably. Um, yeah, look at the '60s. But due to the yeah, fact, absolutely. yeah, but but primarily because um, 
maybe there was a shift in what the purpose of the police force is. You know, to flip, and, and the wording matters. Like, if you're a cop, you're called a law enforcement officer. And so the connotation there is your job is to be the hammer. You are the, I, I'm going to force the law to be to be upheld. So then mm -hmm. the visual and, and the way it feels from the other side is, well, all that guy cares about is making sure that the law gets enforced and he's going to be the law enforcer rather than he's going to be the police officer who is there to actually serve and protect because it feels as such that those are different things. Is that, is that a correct analysis? Well, I, I don't know if they're mutually exclusive, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Because like in New York City, they had in the 70s and early 80s, maybe the mid-80s. I mean, you guys had, were around then. but <laughs> Yeah. But they had a horrible <laughs> issue with crime, homicides mm -hmm. and everything. And Rudy Giuliani, who became mayor at that time, mm -hmm. did the, what, I think it was a broken window policy. And that was any time that a window was broken or anything happened, you would address it. And if people broke the law, you would arrest them immediately. The hammer. Yeah. And, but the whole point of it, it, it brought things into line where you could become less of a hammer and more of a police officer because uh, crime went down, homicides went down. Um, if you know that uh, if there's a guy staggering down the street and takes a dump on your front step, if you know that the police aren't going to come. Ah, those were the days. Yeah. yeah. But you live in San Francisco. <laughs> What's that? Well, I was a, a Marine, so. Oh, wait, never um, <laughs> wait, yeah. Are those the same? What? No, but um, you're going to over. You're, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of things. You're going to be more tolerant of rude behavior, of crime, and 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 other things like that. However, at this point in our society, this is this is this is a st systemic thing. This isn't just police. This is also in the black community, a 70 or 75% uh, single parent rate. Um, boys and girls growing up so, without but a man. But you say systemic. So what does that mean? Is, is that a just a problem with the... Our um, entire culture. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And then you have, um, you have uh, the colleges just um, breeding um, just as wacky liberal progressive stuff ideology as possible. When mm -hmm. I got out of the Marine Corps in 1990, I went to college. My first quarter after the Marine Corps, I had to take a sociology class. And the professor comes in and he tells the, the class, um, uh, uh, he mentions his hero and a picture of his heroes on his keychain. He pulls out his keychain and it's a picture of Mao Zedong. Mm. He murdered 60, 70, 80 million people in China. That was this guy's hero. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I, I know a lot about this guy. You say that I know so much about you. One is human life has no, you, there is no value to human life. Unless it's advantageous you. for you. Yeah, but right? inherent inherent. Oh yeah, value. gotcha. Right, right, right. 
Yeah. You're just people. The ends always justify the means. Mm-hmm. If you have to kill somebody in order to move society forward. You're going to do that. Um, and that is that is one thing that that uh, progressives push. Another thing <clears throat> is um, uh, a lack of belief in any uh, objective moral values and truth. So everything's subjective. Nothing is right or wrong. It's my truth. My, my right, my wrong, my truth. Yeah. And so at a certain point, how can you how can you look down on anybody doing anything unless, of course, uh, oh, um, only if it's, of course, with, con- quote, unquote, consenting adults? But then that, depending upon which group you're talking to, that changes from adults to um, how do you define an adult? Yeah. You know, if you're an yeah, eight-year-old boy, it depends boy. on the situation. Yeah, if you're I mean, a mature eight eight eight-year-old boy, then okay, then that's different. Well, and it's some. I mean, look at the hypocrisy where you've got multiple states that are passing the um, no minor marriage law, so you can't get married under the age of eighteen, but you can be a medical adult at the age of fourteen and hide your medical records from your parents. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's you know. David, as the the point that I was trying to make um, in in better explanation, it it's a long term breakdown of the moral fabric and the the concrete values that used to be instilled in this country have eroded and continue to erode. So I don't think you can point to one particular place in history over the last 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and say, oh, this is when it changed. I think it's been a continuous erosion. And we're just getting to the point of critical mass where that erosion has gotten to the point that when an officer, I think if this exact scenario would have occurred 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, but I'll go back as far as 10 years. I think if this exact scenario would have happened 10 years ago, the officer would have been put on administrative leave pending an investigation, and there wouldn't have been a single elected official or law enforcement officer that would have made any accusation other than we're going to do an investigation and we'll let you know what we find. Where today, twelve out within 12 hours, you had elected officials and even the highest elected official in the state. Actually, using passing, the term ju- and passing judgment on the guy. I mean, yeah. it, it was it was tried and litigated in the public opinion and done. Yeah, I, I don't know how this man is going to get an unbiased jury of 12. Oh, yeah, you can't. You're going to have to go. He's going to have to go to Texas to get tried because Minnesota, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Not even that. I mean, the national news has jumped all over this. The fact that there are riots around the country. And here's the thing. This is this is another interesting thing, at least with uh, Rodney King. Mm-hmm. They waited for the verdict before they rioted. Oh, they just didn't like the way the outcome was. Yeah, this they didn't true. like the yeah. outcome. Right. Now you riot within, you know, Minutes. within hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, within hours, right. Of the video coming up. And then think of how many times in in the last hundred years this exact scenario has played out where somebody was killed in custody and nobody knew about it because you didn't have cell phone, you didn't have a high-def camera, a video camera in everybody's hand. Um, so there is, th- this is disconcerting to me, not just because of the rioting and everything else, 
but there were there were a couple things that I was thinking about when this was all going on. And the first one was, do you remember back when if you were going to pick somebody up at the airport, you could go up to the gate? Oh, yeah. That was the best thing ever. When you came up out of the tunnel, you saw your people. Yep. 911 happened. Mm -hmm. Now you don't even think about it. That freedom went away. Boom. And never going to come back. Mm. I predict this is going to... That it's likely that this is going to continue. They're going to take certain freedoms away for our own safety, quote unquote. And well, that's the that Patriot are never Act, isn't going it? to come back. Uh, well, that was that was the Patriot Act at that <clears throat> point, but now no, no, but that's what I mean. I mean, that know. happened, and no one cares now at this yeah. point. Yeah, you burn down enough areas and enough cities, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, even if you take down Antifa, um. Is it going to be where it's expected that anybody who has a cell phone has a tracking device that you cannot opt out of so that they can track people for Absolutely. Absolutely. your own good yep. or whatever it is? Yep. Uh, t- t- just today, Trump announced the U.S. to designate Antifa as a terrorist yeah. organization. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Uh, okay, well, okay. okay. Now, and see, this is something my blood's boiling over that. It, and this is not because I am pro Antifa or I, you know, not at all. Tommy. <laughs> but Nazi. <laughs> but, but I think here's what here's what just fascinates me is yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. The mayor of Minneapolis and the mayor of St. Paul. Yeah blanketly announce that every and they use the term every every person arrested (laughs) from rioting was not from the state of minnesota and they made a huge conceited effort to claim these are outsiders they don't belong here Uh my first thought was so who's going to be the first person to pull a public record on the on the booking to determine where these people came from And within a few hours, funny enough, it wasn't Fox. It wasn't Fox News. No, it was NBC. Hair right. Eleven. Yeah. Hair <laughs> Eleven comes out and says, "No, it wasn't." And it turns out that it was like fifty-six of the sixty-nine were yeah. from within the state. Yep. Well, so Care Eleven, Fox News, both run the story, and then three or four hours later, the governor still hasn't backtracked. And then CBS, the Minneapolis CBS affiliate, WCCO, runs another story about how these are outsiders that are pushing their agenda, mm-hmm. even though yeah. there's evidence. Yep. So what's the agenda there? Is this to say, oh, this isn't really Minnesotans? Is this to save their po- political mind? Or is this a bigger agenda at the national level to be able <laughs> to push Antifa as a terrorist organization, despite any evidence that... This is an Antifa. Well, don't you think that part of it might be that the governor and the mayors, like you said, uh, wanted to cover their own butts and say, this is this is a criminal organization. We would have responded better if if it if we had known that, you know, that there was. In yeah, a sense, I don't know. Maybe so, but I got to tell you, I watched enough of the overhead drone footage from just private drones that, um, and David, if you would have watched any of these having been military, you would have known 
these people did not look organized. And to have the governor come out and say, well, these were organized groups but that the, were acting very much like militia and military organizations, but and the, they were quite the, organized. No, they weren't. The governor these said that. running all over the right. place, filling shopping carts full of right, crap. Target. The governor said that. The mayor said that. Trump said that. Barr said that. So they're, they, they're all on the same narrative, shockingly, and I don't know why. They're all on the same page. The left and the right in the government positions are running the same narrative right now. Is that yeah, because is that because old one term Walls is just not able to manage? Because he's blaming Fry. Fry can't do it. He's not. He can't manage the city. So we had to step in because he couldn't do it. And now what's happening? I don't know. One term Walls, this, Comrade Walls, we call him. Is this? What what's this? What is this acting as a distraction of? What are we missing in the news? Because question. this went national within a couple of days. Well, and where's or, COVID at? Yeah. Well, no, precisely. So what's gonna? So what is the? Is, is this a distraction to get everybody's mind off of COVID? Now you can forget about it. Or is that what this is? Or let's play a little bit deeper down this rabbit hole. What if it's a way to prove that we actually need to obey the government and stay home? Because when you don't stay home, bad stuff happens. Well, that's my point. That's yeah, why I exactly. texted you the other day. Where's the point in, you know, at where does that fine line of martial law fall into place? Right. When you've got groups of people that are tearing down cities and burning it to the ground, do you implement martial law at that point and if you do implement martial law and people accept that then does it come right back to what happened with the stay-at-home orders where now the people are used to oh let's bring let's bring the national guard in mm -hmm. and at what point does it turn into uh you know what an officer just killed a black man we're going to go ahead and impose martial law preemptively now Oh, I think this opens the door for that instantly. Absolutely. Oh, I agree. Yep. I, absolutely. And yep. I, I think it's within, I, I think the next time that this happens, there's going to be a city that says, we're just going to go ahead and start with martial law well, before, yeah. the, before the town burns. Well, when you have LA, you've got Atlanta, you've got um, St. Paul, Minneapolis, who, what, what other, Washington, Fargo. Portland, Portland's Fargo, getting broken. Chicago, yeah. Fargo, Chicago. <laughs> So you're exactly right. That is, it feels as though this is just another uh, another data point to push that farther, and, and it falls back to government knows the best answer. Now, I'm again, I'm not saying for a second that people should be breaking other people's stuff. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't care who you are, what the cause is. The minute you start destroying someone else's property that had nothing to do with the issue that you're mad about, you're wrong. I don't care. You are in the wrong, period, in my oh, opinion. I, this was the second point that I thought might happen, but this discussion is good in the sense Thank you. that they, if moving forward, if you're acclimating people to the option or the legitimate use of martial law whenever something bad happens, when the election comes into play, yeah. oh, wow. regardless, <laughs> regardless of who wins, uh -huh. there's going to be martial law. Uh, because there will be riots in the street from the election results. Yes. Oh, so, crap. And, and people's memory will still be short. Yep. So they'll remember what it was like, and now 
we can shut down everything justifiably so uh so what now we go to the so now we go to the polling place and we check in through the national guard before we get there well not this election the next election yeah, or maybe because, this one because this maybe one this well one. this one won't happen trump is just going to shut it down that's what they're claiming i don't know how he does that but whatever <clears throat> so because because imagine imagine if they get just a ton of information that showed that there was fraudulent voting going on what is trump going to do is he going to step aside if he loses i don't think he will how, well, hold on what do you mean he won't I don't he's going to claim it will be an inaccurate vote, and so he's not going to quit? Yeah. Oh, man. I was robbed. I was stolen. This is Antifa. This is whoever, whoever, whoever. And then if he doesn't step aside, you're going <laughs> oh, to have a bunch of people that voted for him mm-hmm. that are going to say, no, he shouldn't step aside. And you're going to have everybody who's a leftist feel justified and going to the streets and maybe rioting. So this is this what, is civil if war. This, if this was going to be Antifa, they wouldn't they wouldn't have gone halfway and allowed this to end in 24 hours. Mm. This was not there's not a chance in the world that Antifa or a hate group that was organized would have allowed this to be as piddly as it was so that it could get shut down with the inkling of martial law. Did you know if anything, that- if anything, this was orchestrated by the powers that be to blame it on Antifa so that they there could the National Guard so that so that I mean, yeah, I just there you go. And and that's a scary thought. Because that Do you think it's far off though? I I I'd say never say never. I mean, yeah. there have been people on uh, Twitter have been coming up, uh, like videotaping, saying these. There's a pile of bricks that showed up right in the area that people are going to be protesting, and they weren't there last. Well, what about the governor's daughter? Yeah, and the governor's daughter. The governor's daughter saying, "Please note, there will not be national guard." So, that's very something- antagonistic. Something's something's going on here, yeah. and and this isn't like some kind of just uh, fortuitous event, you know. Depending upon your your uh, your political persuasion, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But, you know, and be- I'm I'm when it comes to when it comes to the presidential election ne- next elections, uh, this is. I can't think of a good outcome. I can't. I can't think of a good one. In either direction, though. In either direction, no. Yeah, yeah. Alan, you've got to be losing your mind over this martial law thing because you already think that that government and and law enforcement overstep their bounds on a daily basis. So this is your your head must have come disconnected from your neck a few times in the last couple of days. Well, I, I want to get into that, but but we have to we we got to uh, take a short break here in just a minute. Um, but I do. There's a bunch of this that is causing some stress in my head, only because you know I've got acquaintances that are uh, on the left, and I've got my, where I stand, which I I believe is so much on the small government side of things. 
where I, I think people should be the, res- the the first person responsible for yourself is you. And I, and I think private property is one of the most important things that we have. Now, in that, we do have to live together. We do have to survive and coexist, I guess, in the world. And we have decided... One of those a, bumper stickers? Yeah, we've decided... Yeah, it looks all the, all the different shapes. We've decided that as a society... I didn't know you was a communist. <laughs> I, I don't wear Birkenstocks. We've decided that, as a society that private property is extremely valuable and should be protected. So, in this instance, like I said earlier, the moment that these, uh, some would call them thugs, but that's a racial term apparently, uh, these people that disregard other people's property, that to me is when the line is crossed. And at that point, because I, I don't feel that a governor can come in and say, well, you're going to be unhealthy if you go outside. So you're not allowed to go outside because you're going to be unhealthy. Well, if you start saying that, you have to stop telling me what I can eat, what I can't eat, how much I can eat. You have to uh, go down the road of what I'm allowed to, to breathe, um, what time. I mean, it's just insane to go down that road, and I don't think that's proper. Now, the moment that the neighbor starts destroying my property— if I was to stand up and stop them, I would go to jail and have to fight a huge court battle to see if I was justified. That's where we as a society have allowed, we've established, these are the people that will come in and protect my property and protect your property from people that don't care about it. And that's where I would, I would lean toward being okay in this instance with a government coming in and saying, stop it, and we're going to make you stop it. Do you think if the government just came in and said stop it, that would work? Well, no, but my point is, we're gonna, and I said, and make you, we're going to make you stop. Well, but stop it now. Bad, bad, bad. Yes. You stop it. Yes. The, the Supreme Court has stated that the, the police don't have a constitutional uh, uh, mandate mm-hmm. to, uh, to protect you or your property. No, no. And, and so that frustrates me. Because that should be it. And, you know, going back to George Floyd being murdered, killed, whatever. um, I believe that as a police officer, law enforcement agent in America, your number one job should be the the preservation of life. Especially if you have someone that's, their hands are tied your 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 thought has to flip to saving life. It can't disregard. It can't be so flippant that you know what you're fine. Suck it up. Er, I gotcha. And that that's the visual that came across. Whether it's justified or not, that's a conversation to have. But the visual that came across to people like me who has no history or no background in law enforcement, it looked like that cop didn't give a crap about the person he was kneeling on. You know, here's so here's a thought, and I, I know that you said we've got to take a break soon, so just cut me off when need be, but here's a thought. Why do we treat law enforcement officers, especially urban law enforcement officers in a precinct like this one, why do we treat them much differently than we treat our um, Afghan uh, Afghanistan war um, veterans that come back? Why aren't we giving law enforcement officers in the urban areas um, 
like PTSD, PTSD trauma no. counseling on a, on a regular basis. Do you, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they, and maybe they do. I, I, I don't know. I, but uh, I think this guy's been on the force for 19 years. He's been involved in multiple physical altercations. He's been involved in multiple death altercations where he's pulled the trigger and had the pull, the trigger pulled on him. Um, and in 19 years, he's only had two instances of all of the complaints, two instances that actually uh, came, uh, the end result was some type of uh, disciplinary action mm -hmm. in 19 years. So what go, what's going through his head? I don't think it is, you're fine, I'm going to stick it to you. I think it's the adrenaline rush of, I need to keep this person subdued because they just tried to fight out. Or, or it could be you're angry because this is one more of uh, yep. I've dealt with this a mm -hmm. hundred times, mm -hmm. and it's another jack wagon who doesn't respect anybody. Probably a hundred times this year. Yeah, and and I'm going to agree with you. You know, David, I agree. You need to at some point be evaluated or self-evaluate and pull yourself off of that, and, and put yourself in a different position in the in the the sheriff's office or the law enforcement center that you work for. Um, but are those evaluations occurring on a regular basis and who, who's doing those evaluations to determine if somebody. No, I'm sure they're not. Well, a, a friend, a friend of mine, uh, is a, was, sorry, was, he's not now. He was a ranger sniper and he said always, I mean, routinely, and I don't know if it was yearly or even every six months, they had psyche valves because he said the moment that they got one of those people when it turned that they were actually enjoying the job, they pulled them out of there. Like, like w when it came to where they, they got something out of killing that guy that's a mile away, that, that, that was a problem. And so then they would pull them back. Now, how true that is across the board, I don't know, but maybe that's something that needs to be looked at, that we need to start having a um, Real psyche valves, and maybe it makes sense, like you said, in these urban areas where you're dealing with a lot of high stress uh, well, you scenarios. Got police unions, you have you have so many things. Ooh, that, can we blame them? Oh, I'm sure you can. You can blame you can blame the officer. I mean, he's he's locked himself probably in a gilded cage, as most people have, by needing x amount a month for a mortgage, for this, for that. Yeah. He had to work overtime or uh, uh, moon. Uh, moonlit or was it moonlighting as a security yeah. guard and mm -hmm. you know yeah this is the david allen show david allen show.com on the interweb david allen show at gmail.com if you have a question or comment you never know
This is the David Allen Show. Sorry to make you uh, wait and wait and wait with that jazz. Some of us love it. Some of us hate it. Um, hate it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the, the, there is some talk in this crazy scenario that uh, some of these riots are uh, sponsored. Anyway, uh, we'll get there. But I did have something I wanted to throw at you guys. Um... It's this idea that unless you are willing to jump on the bandwagon of this social justice, black lives, whatever thing, then you have to shut up and you are the problem. I have a friend in uh, south of us, and I'm... I haven't really, well, I, I think I probably have, but I, I'm, I'm curious as to your thoughts on this idea. And this was posted to the Instagram. Yeah. The IG? We're going to do this. Or, yeah, we're doing this. I've been nice for years about this at the expense of being kind, just, and a worthy ally to my brothers, sisters, and neighbors of color. If you don't understand the anger of people of color, if you don't understand, quote, why we are making a big deal out of one death, end quote, if your instinct is to ask what George Floyd did now or in the present, if you feel the need to point out there are good cops too, if the thought of responding, quote, all lives matter has entered your mind, or if you have in any other way diminished the systematic nature of the discrimination, oppression, or threat to the wellness of people of color, it's time that we talk. It's going to be uncomfortable. I'll cry. I'll likely swear. And you might do both, too. You might think differently of me. I might think differently of you. I actually hope this is true. Because I think you're worth it. I believe my conscience and sense of integrity are worth it. I believe a more just world is worth it, but I need to set one precondition. At the end, we won't agree to disagree. It's not an option. The humanity of people of color isn't negotiable for me. Otherwise, I'm willing to be open if you are. It will be imperfect, but it will move us to forward to a better world for all of us. Drop me a DM. I'm here to talk. And to my white friends and family who are posting up a storm. Being visible is great, but hashtags rarely result in change. Some options, if you can. One, make a call to your mayor's office. Talk about the weather, I don't know. Number two, join the work in the streets. Number three, have a tough conversation with family. Number four, use your platforms to amplify marginalized voices instead of your own. Five, put your money to work with organizations that have already been doing this important work. Well, the problem is they see... Just one problem? Well, they see, they see a result, and they see it a certain way, and they don't look at what has caused that across the board they blame it on one thing and if you're not going to fix all the things that cause the issue 
there's no way you're going to fix the issue. I have a, I have a, I have a comparative question. Okay. 90% of the inmates in the county that I live and the surrounding immediate counties Mm -hmm. are white. And I'd like to know if that means our cops are racist against white people. That is not a possibility, so no. It has to be. It can't be. Well, well why are there so many white people being arrested in my county? Because you it's impossible. Problem now. It's impossible to be racist against white people. Right, but 90% of the people arrested here are white. Well, they're You're clearly the criminals. Problem. And yes, uh, David is right. You are part of the problem. No. Yeah, and uh, her, I'm assuming that's a she? Nope. Okay, whatever it is, uh, yeah. uh, whatever he yep. is. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. No, uh, they're just, they're marginalizing everybody else who doesn't agree with their premise. So you either, and they're threatening people, and to some people it's not a threat, it, it might be a sense of relief, but they're threatening if you don't believe exactly mm-hmm. what I believe here. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. We're not going to walk away saying agree to disagree. Yep. We're going to walk away, not be friends, not be whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're making a threat. Right. And they're not interested in seeing anything from anybody else's point of view or discussing the possibility that uh, they are coming from the point of view that they are 100% right in their premise and Anybody who doesn't agree 100% is 100% wrong, and you can't you can't have a conversation with somebody like right. There's no yeah that that you're not entering that into a conversation because all of the all of the prefaces of you know if you want to know what he did wrong if you want to say that there are good police if you all of the original um, uh, opening statements that this person used, there's no room to have a discussion outside of what they agree with. I think a lot of people know police officers. So what you, what that person is saying is that I know a police officer and I know, I know tons of police officers. And every time I've seen them interact with people, I've seen them interact with people with respect. So I am supposed to say, I'm supposed to, in order for us to come to any type of agreement, Mm -hmm. I have to capitulate everything that I know about other police officers that I've met and that I'm friends with. Are they white? They are white. But but maybe, maybe, maybe the point of this post was that it's not, it's not about trying to try, trying to come to a consensus. No, no, it's not. Absolutely. It's about pushing an agenda. And, yeah. and it's about someone who isn't black um, trying to figure out how to be um, uh, relevant to the black community, which that, that to me is ludicrous, the, the term black community. And here's why. Um, I, as I think back over the last 10 to 20 years of my life, only recently, and honestly, it's probably been since Obama was president, and the way the media talked about the fact that he was not a white guy. I see more color and more race now based on what I hear and see in the news and on social media 
than I ever have in my life. Oh, we talked about this on a podcast. Yeah. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before that, but we talked about this. I went, I went back and I looked at news articles from the 80s and early 90s um, on criminal activity, even violent murders. Yes. And race was not listed in any of the yep. printed media that I was able to search for. But race is always listed now. Mm -hmm. So why have we gone backwards 50 years? So I, I found this. I, oh brother, I went down a rabbit hole uh, on Instagram uh, with AOC. Don't ask me why. Uh, and I found this post that she had posted uh, from Sybil Clark um, Amuti. Anyway, that's the person on Instagram. This is what they said. To my non-black friends and family, we, parentheses, the black and brown community, which I didn't know there was a black and brown community, but okay, are hurting. Which one, which one is... In aware, each one at the hierarchy of victimhood. Uh, well, black was listed first, so I'm assuming they're the first. Okay. Um, are hurting. So then Haley Berry isn't black; she's brown. No, if you're Middle Eastern, you're brown. Oh, so, so what about Mexican? Ah, okay, that probably would be brown as well. Pacific so, Islander. I don't know. That. It's not broken down here, okay? They don't have the dot not feather. What about Asian. them? Asian. What about Asian? That's yellow. <laughs> Careful. Uh all right. The pain is unbearable. We know you will never fully understand our pain. But your silence breaks our hearts even more. Since silence feels like a co-signature to the violet, no, the volatile climate and culture that continues to perpetuate blackness as criminal. Silence sends the wrong signal. Here are some empowering questions to help you create dialogue. Are you ready? No. I can't wait. Number one. Hey, insert name here. I'm seeing the news. How are you doing? Hey, insert name here. I've been finding trying to find words, but they don't seem to express my heart right now. How can I support you? Hey, insert name here. What is one way I can show you that your pain matters to me? Maybe one of these will help you send the right signals to your friends and loved ones. Wow. Is this I'm not you. perpetuating racism? Well, plus... <laughs> Plus, oh, I, I'm so, I'm sorry for saying this, but if I no, were black and I got together with some of my other black friends, well, okay, we we've established talking about all the all the young ladies that are coming up and asking me this these questions, and I uh, key and peel did, uh, but they're they're not considered, you know, authentic. Um, but they're brown. Key and Peele, they ha they have one where they're sitting in a bar and these two white women come up and do this sort of thing, and it's it's comedy, it's funny. Um, but no, I I can't imagine. I cannot imagine a non-gay white guy with his friends coming up to two black people 
and asking them these questions. Can you? <laughs> no. 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 Not without not without a crime occurring immediately afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And here, this is the other thing that just annoys the crap out of me. Most people, most white people, most decent people who are productive members of society, regardless of race, work. They come home. They pay their bills. They have their family. And and this person, when they go on to Facebook to see how Aunt Judy is doing, they find uh, Aunt Judy's uh, daughter, your cousin, spouting this garbage. And they're going, I all I want to do is find out how Aunt Judy mm-hmm. is. I don't want to, I don't. I'm just trying to get through life like anybody else. I'm not one I'm not part of the 1%. When did I ever exploit anybody? That's the majority of people that are actually and they don't they they're so they're so incapable of putting themselves in other people's position um uh shoes. It's and it it just seems it's all the um uh what do they call it? Um uh when you're when you, uh, uh, I, not identity politics, but um, what's the phrase that they use nowadays when you're trying to sound like you're enlightened by posting this kind of stuff? Oh, liberal? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, moral self-license? Uh, uh, um, there's, uh, I'll find it here in a second. Um, uh Oh, as you look for that, I just found an AOC tweet. One of the largest forms of theft in the U.S. today is wage theft. In case you didn't Virtue know. Virtue signaling. There virtue it is. Signaling. Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you. And that is all they're doing is mm-hmm. virtue mm-hmm. signaling. Yeah. What, um, you know, going all the way back to the beginning when we were trying to define what. Like Adam and Eve, the beginning? <laughs> yeah. What what's gone wrong? Uh-huh. Do we have to look a whole lot further than the actual rioting and the method in which the rioting has gone on in order to um shed light that a man died? I mean, we're talking about people that are violently rioting and burning places to the ground, and we're wondering why the police may overreact at times. Again, I'm not advocating that the police should overreact. I understand they have training. This is something they're supposed to understand how to deal with. I so, get that. so are you saying that the that the uh, the response by the public is in kind to the response of the uh, the the cops? And, and so basically, they're becoming what they say the cops are. Is that what is that the idea? Becoming? No, I think that I or that they are. I think. I think. I think um, there is a mentality that the rioting is a response to Mm -hmm. what this police officer did. And I would contend the way that some police officers behave is a response to how criminals behave. Is that some justification to uh, kill someone? Well, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's appropriate justification, 
Um, but here, let's take a let's let's run a parallel analogy. Mm-hmm. Let's look at uh, let's look at athletes today. Uh, primarily, we'll say your physical athletes. Your um, those uh, either your football, baseball, hockey, boxing, MMA. You're very physical. Mm-hmm. If you looked at those athletes that existed in that world 20 years ago, those people would not be able to compete against today's athletes because the ante has been upped tenfold. Whether it's so the you're saying like Larry, enhancing supplements so that they use. So you're saying Dr. J couldn't compete against LeBron? I don't think so. No. Okay. I mean, but but that that's what you're trying to. Comp- yeah, say. that's okay. my point. And yeah. Dr. J was an amazing athlete mm-hmm. in his time. Yeah. But the way that the sport has progressed, everybody that's in the sport has to progress with it. You can't take an, an, an amazing athlete from 30 years ago and drop him into, I don't think Michael Jordan would be able to compete today in the same way that he could 20 years ago. Well, yes. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. So my point is you have you have an evolution and a progression of violence and an unpredictability in criminals today and criminal activity. How do you, has our police training kept up with that? Or are we training police officers the same way that we did 30 years ago? Here, here's, okay, that's a really good point. Uh, right now in Minnesota, in order to retire, you have to be a police officer for 30 years before you can retire. Maybe it should be like the military, 20 years and you're done. Um, the other thing is, uh, in the county where I grew up, the uh, the sheriff, um, he had a gun, but he never carried it with him. It was always in the um, glove compartment of his vehicle. So when there was a bar fight, and he was a big guy, uh, at that time, women wouldn't be a police officer because there's no way they could compete because they wouldn't have guns. They wouldn't have tasers. They wouldn't have mace. So he would walk around. Um, he might have it, his, he, I mean, he probably wouldn't have handcuffs with him. He'd go in, he'd, he'd throw some people around and they could apply. Or um, I know uh, uh, a friend whose dad was a sheriff said uh, one time uh, he grabbed some guy who was uh mouthing off and he threw him in the lake to cool him down you know um oh can you imagine today oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) can you imagine you can't imagine that today you can't imagine can you imagine a police officer going to a bar fight with not a bulletproof vest no cuffs no no nothing no and plus no backup i was gonna say and backup yeah no backup going to a bar fight and but now you go to a bar fight, you don't know how many people are on psychotropic drugs that uh, um, or need to be on psychotropic drugs. You don't know. I, I mean, the threats have increased exponentially. Um, and the the sense that people would support a police officer over somebody else have also decreased a lot mm-hmm. of times exponentially. So you have to go in there with this sense, I might have to shoot everybody in here in order to get out of here alive, potentially. Now that has to have an impact in the psyche of any police officer 
And right. you also you also have the sense, well, they're going to go over kill so that they can go home to their family at night. So has so has officer training in the last twenty years adjusted to the evolution of the criminal? The criminal. Role? That's an I interesting thought, and I, I don't know the answer to I, that. I'm, I'm just I mean, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I I think it I th- I think it probably has, but you're you're taking people. Um, I mean, it used to be a police officer was somebody in the community who would get to know the people in the community, a good police officer, um, and would use restraint, would have, you know, um, it used to be too. If somebody, if a cop pulls you over and you were drunk, that didn't mean that you necessarily went to jail. Um, you might have something going on in your life, and he might take you in the car, take your keys, bring you home and say, in the morning, have somebody come and get your keys, and then you can go get your car. You can't do that now. You right. absolutely cannot do that now. So now there's it's all one size fits all on everything. If you don't comply immediately, there's no more talking. I'm putting you to the ground, you know. And that's that's what has been expected of people. So they're they have it. It seems like it's gotten more and more to the to the to the point where um uh if you're if you're a hammer everything looks like a nail um there's one way to deal with things either instant compliance or um you know you're going to get tased maced or dead roughed up shot and even if you um and you know i've seen tons of videos of of people who um, were charged with resisting arrest and they were questioning the police officer and the police officer got mad and pulled them out mm-hmm. and arrested them. Um, or people standing there videotaping them, the cop comes over and goes, you can't do that. And of course they can do that, but they're exerting their... And then on top of that, the majority of the times, police officer never gets in trouble. If somebody doesn't die, or get severely hurt, or even if they are severely hurt, they mm-hmm. rarely get in trouble. There's a great, not it's horrible, but the, um, in California, there was a, a Down syndrome young man mm. walking from his family's bakery back to his house. A cop came and and tried to stop him and talk to him. The, uh, the Down syndrome uh, young man was going to his place to his house was walking home from uh, where he worked, which was his family's business to his house. And the, and he wouldn't stop. So the cop picked him up, body slammed him on his face, handcuffed him, arrested him, brought him to uh, the jail. He, um, the, uh, the sheriff uh, refused to even talk to the parents, refused to apologize. It went to, uh, uh, it went, to uh, a lawsuit, went to court. All the the family wanted was an apology. The sheriff refused to. They sued the sheriff's office for a million dollars. The end result: not a cop was that cop was not fired, or or and retrained or nothing. Not, uh, there was retraining. Yeah, but what does that mean? I guess exactly. Right, that's so, outrageous. So so what happens? This is the other thing that happens. It becomes an us versus them yeah. attitude yeah. with law enforcement. Yep. That anybody who doesn't, if a cop does something, I've been in that position before, so I'm not going to say anything bad against that cop. 
I saw I saw a video, and maybe you've seen this one, where there was a nurse, I think it was in Des Moines, or no, uh, Salt Lake City, I think it was. Anyways, uh, there was a drunk driver, got into a car accident, killed the other guy, the drunk driver. They brought him to the, to the hospital. He, uh, the, the doctors were working on him. Um, a detective come and comes to the hospital and he wanted to know if the, if the drunk driver was drunk. They didn't, they hadn't ascertained it yet. And he was unresponsive. The charge nurse came out to talk to him and they said, uh, we need, uh, 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 blood draw on him. And the charge nurse said, I'm, I'm sorry, we can't do it. That's our, that's our hospital policy. He started screaming at the, the charge nurse. She called her administrator with the administrator on the phone told this this deputy or this uh, detective that she was not allowed to do it and the deputy arrested her dragged her out into the to the car threw her in the back seat of the car there were cops all around none of them did anything so when that sort of when it's us versus mm-hmm. them i'm i'm going to support the the guy that's that's my partner regardless of anything else how do you stop bad cops? Yeah. Well, so does this fall back uh, on the union to some level? I, I mean, there's there's got to be there's not one because all of the all, all of that this. is political. I mean, they're in the back pocket of the mayors and of, of each county person that the uh, the the unions are. But to, then there's also the sense that if I go out and I need backup, if my life is on the line, mm-hmm. if somebody's firing on me, and I have a buddy who's come every time and supported me, mm-hmm. and you know, and he gets into a little tiff, well, I'm not going to stab him in the back right. because he's yeah. he's there to save my life. Remember the movie Serpico <laughs> from the '70s with Al Pacino. Um, so, how do you? The only way. It seems to me the only way that you can deal with this is to tell every police officer you have a special position, you have special responsibilities, but that means that if you screw up, if you do wrong, and um, you misuse your authority, you are going to get hammered. Mm -hmm. Across the board, doesn't matter, you're going to get hammered. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. The challenge, though, is do wrong has become so subjective. Anybody can file a complaint against an officer. I, I could file one right now, and it could be completely made up, and I never interacted with the officer, but I still get to file the complaint, and it's lodged as a complaint. But isn't it somewhat different in a, in, a, in the public street where you've got 15 video cameras on you now? Isn't that slightly different as long as there is that kind of footage? Maybe because, but I mean, what was the case that just recently occurred? Um, and I think this officer was even involved. Um, high speed chase guy gets out of the car, wielding a knife, um, and ends up getting shot. Well, that should have been a pretty cut and dry case because of all of the body cam, but it still went to court for multiple officers. So I think, what do you mean? I think there's court it's for so multiple. subjective. What? What do you mean it went to court for multiple? Oh, they were sued? Or yeah. the district attorney? Right. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, and each officer, of course, gets tried differently. That's what I meant by that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this idea of racism, if you're white, uh, AOC has a whole pile of uh, questions and answers on her uh, Instagram feed right oh. now. 
Oh, jeez. And, and the question is, what do you need? Is she's asking people. So then people answer her. And then she responds to the questions on occasion. One lady, or I, I don't know, I apologize. I don't know. One responder answering the question of what do you need said, for the Asian American community to acknowledge our internal racism and support Black Lives Matter. And AOC's response to this was, you're not alone. Non-black communities across the board need to do this work too. I think... This is a representative. You should write in and say... um, and and I'm I'm saying you, Alan, and and tell her that she needs to shave her head to represent <laughs> the follically challenged community. And grow a goatee. And grow a goatee. Hmm. Hey, okay. Let's ask this: How many black people jumped on to support the asian community when they were being thrown into camps in the united states that doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) so so here's the for the jews that were that came across in a ship and fdr turned them around here's another slave the first slaves in the united states of america were irish people Well, there's nothing wrong with that that's right that's good they're redheads yeah Uh, drunks drunks and they're catholic get over it they started a bunch of bars. <laughs> Making the money. So here's, a, here's another. <laughs> they're Nephilim. So. <laughs> uh, so here's another one. And there's no response to this from the lovely AOC. Uh, and this should be an AOC of the week segment, but we're not going to do it. Uh, the what do you need question? Here's a question or a response for white people. To stop criticizing how my community deals with injustice. What? So we have to shut up about the riots. That's apparently how they deal with injustice. We need to back it and support it. That's what that says to me. All right. Hey, David. Ludicrous. I'll drive up right now. Let's go <laughs> rob a liquor store. <laughs> you know okay. what? Now it's acceptable to wear a mask. Or expected, I should say. Only, only if you're robbing a liquor store or a Best Buy. <laughs> oh, brother! Oh, what Webinars. do you need? Burning or burning down a Target. Another question. Another response to the question: uh, A government who loves us, not our money. You're never going to get that. Well, okay. Here, let me tell you a story. So, somebody that I know very closely that used to be an officer and. David left because he knew that it was time for him to leave after 19 years. He left. Um, he was, he lives in downtown Minneapolis and him and another one of his friends were, uh, they live in an apartment complex and they heard, uh, basically they heard loud noise down at the base of the apartment complex. And the person's wife was out walking their dog three days ago. So they decided to go outside. So they both grabbed their handguns and they concealed them. And they went out to look for this guy's wife who was walking the dog. So they get downstairs and they see that at the basement of their apartment building, there's a coffee shop that has the windows have been broken in and a clothing store, the windows have been broken in. So they find the wife, they start walking back. 
we've got to get out of here. Let's go back to our apartment. And four people of color across the street start harassing them from across the street. And then they started harassing, verbally harassing the wife who has a dog. So the person I know quite well, he just basically used some very well-placed marine four-letter language, told them where they, where they could go and what they could do with it. And the verbal started to escalate. And then there were threats from across the street. So both white guys that I know pulled their weapons. That did not make things any better at all. It then just turned into a higher escalation of argument. And eventually there were two police cars that rounded the corner. The two people I know put their handguns away, walked into the apartment complex, and that was the end of that. So the level of violence, the level of not being afraid, the level of disrespect or disregard, these were two people, three people that had nothing to do with it, and they started um, being verbally aggressive towards this person's wife. Yep. What's the point? I mean, how is how does that have anything to do with what, anyway, I, I guess I'm just, we're just beating the same drum over and over. I just, I don't know what the answer is, though. At this point, <clears throat> There's no acceptable answer because if you wanted to change this, you would have to change the basic moral structure of the United States, which you can't. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So then it's going to play its way out. And if it's, uh, you know, I've talked about the fourth turning a bunch, and I can't imagine that this one is going to end well. The last one did, the last four or five did every 80 years there's a crisis and uh that will determine the next 80 years um and uh previous to this uh, all the other previous uh fourth turnings um there has been this uh i guess you could say basic unified view of basic morals certain moral values, uh, certain moral things that they would believe in. And now it's at, it's at the point that um, it, there would have to be. I still, I still adhere to that. This is, I believe that this was very similar to the coronavirus um, emergency declaration that it was a legitimate reason in the beginning and the response became overinflated as a test of power by the government and i think that this is no different i think there was a legitimate reason for protesting and i understand it but it's turned violent and i can't help but believe it's been orchestrated in a way or promoted in a way or at least enabled in some way in order to see how far they can push martial law and how quickly, and at what point is it going to become preemptive martial law? So you're saying that this is a conspiracy 
uh, in a sense, a false flag that the government is, or whoever it is, whoever that group is that is doing this, to try to, uh, in a sense, fundamentally change America? Um, I could say conspiracy. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not sure that this was a premeditated event. I don't think this was a pre-planned event. Uh, is it just like the, the our thought with the coronavirus that it yeah, happened for I, real, I but it was, it was a legitimate event that occurred and it created yeah, an opportunity. A great opportunity. Absolutely. But, yeah. But I'm not saying that they orchestrated it. But they took. They did not allow a crisis to be wasted. Oh yeah, yeah. no, absolutely, oh, yeah. I yep. agree. Yep. And and I think that there was somehow some plan that was already. It's it's kind of like we've got a plan sitting in a manila envelope envelope on a folder, and they're like, oh oh okay, here we go, time to pull this plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's possible. I see preemptive martial law coming soon at the next. Uh, I, I see that coming soon. Somebody somewhere in some city is going to test preemptive martial law. Do you think Trump is supporting this? I think that um, he's part of the bad guys. I don't know. That's a good question. A lot, I, a lot think, of the way he has talked recently has been very uh, authoritarian. That's like, what, yeah, I'm that's going what, to take over. If you asked me that six months ago, mm -hmm. I would have said no. Mm -hmm. But I think today, with with how on one side of his mouth, he will call these, uh, he'll call Governor Waltz um, uh, liberal um, and loose. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but then on the other side of his mouth, he's he's talking about um, Antifa and how this is orchestrated. I just he's he's yeah. I don't, I don't know. We're gonna lose this here in a minute though. Mm -hmm. All right, this is the David Allen Show. Uh, I got one more little segment I want to talk about here shortly. Um, just because why not? I mean, we have <laughs> we have a couple of uh, of things that we can talk about, but. This is the David Allen Show. Time for DavidAllenShow.com, I think.
little ZZ Top. She's got legs. Here on the David Allen Show. Um. So, you know, we talk about Trump being authoritarian and kind of a, you know, whatever. He, he said, yes, was yesterday, the day before, uh, when the shooting starts, or sorry, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And that got uh, censored and everyone is losing their mind because he is inciting violence. Trump, the president, is inciting violence. Oh, is that inciting violence? Because apparently if you tell people that if they break other people's stuff, you're going to shoot them, that's inciting violence. Oh, okay. I don't know. I it, It's odd to me. <laughs> he told reporters Friday evening that he didn't know the racially charged history behind the phrase, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Um... President okay. Trump's Twitter page is displayed on a mobile phone. The social media company flagged one of his tweets as glor- sorry, glorifying violence and hid it from public view unless the user clicked on it. <laughs> um, so there must be some history behind that. But is that the same thing like saying the peanut gallery? That's a racist term as well. Well, the the phrase, I looked it up, the phrase actually came from like the late 60s from mm-hmm. a law enforcement officer and it and it had, it was definitely targeted towards black people like in the late 60s. May, uh, police Chief Walter Hadley, Hedley used the phrase when the looting starts, the shooting starts during hearings about crime in Florida City, invoking angry reactions from civil rights leaders, according to a news report at the time. He had a long history of bigotry against the black community, said Professor Clarence Lusane of Howard University. The NAACP and other black organizations had for years complained about the treatment of the black community by Miami police. At his hearing, a discussing in discussing how he would deal with what he called crime and thugs and threats by young black people, he issued this statement that the reason Miami had not had any riots at this point, up to this point, was because of the message he had sent out that when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any coronavirus left? Or is that now no longer n- needed? I guess we're going to find out in two weeks who didn't work. <laughs> Right. Because, oh, well, and here, okay, here you go. Here's the problem. This from Maybe Dallas. Be, uh, when the looting starts, the coughing, or the, yeah, the coughing starts, you know. <laughs> nice. That was, that was a whole lot funnier up inside your cranium than it was coming out. <laughs> Rioters last night hurled rocks at a business owner who was allegedly trying to defend his store. <laughs> with a sword before he was brutally beaten unconscious in Dallas. The victim was stable, police said, after the man was seen slumped over in the street with pouring with blood pouring from gashes in his head. Footage shows the alleged store owner wielding a long blade and rushing towards a few rioters. Within seconds, a furious mob descends on the man, hurling rocks at him, kicking him in the head and beating his face with skateboards and fists. 
Dallas police said the man had taken up arms against the rioters to allegedly protect his neighborhood from protesters. How'd that work out? Clearly really well. So does this mean we just bow down? Bow to her? Do we just bow down to the queen of putrescence? Is that the goal? Well, it's because they don't understand their the systemic racism and if if he had he you know it's his fault that he asked to be beaten like that by protecting his own or stuff apparently i don't know yeah but he had a mask on which is good he so, was a responsible vigilante the, uh trump has said that um, we have the U.S. has severed their ties with the World Health Organization. The whore, what? The World Health Organization. Okay, whatever. Um, I'm just running through some headlines here. Uh, masks are here to stay. This is from Yahoo Finance. Uh, yesterday, Bloomberg. This is an opinion piece. There are many missteps in the U.S. response to COVID-19, especially at the outset of the outbreak. One that stands out is the early choice to recommend against the widespread public use of masks by the Trump administration, the CDC, and even Anthony, God, Anthony Fauci. In the hindsight, and in light of current pro-mask guidelines, it, it's easy to get upset at what feels like inconsistent advice and delayed reaction. But the ability to change opinions based on new information is what should we, we should want from public health officials, even while wishing they were faster or right the first time around. That's how science works, especially during the rapid response, rapid spread of a previously unknown virus. It's easy science! To, it's easy Sorry. to forget. But the initial recommendations came from somewhere. There was legitimate concern that recommending masks could lead to a run on a plunging, on plunging stocks of specialized equipment intended for health workers. On top of that, some worried that people would be too confident in the protective ability of misused masks of varying quality. Mea culpa, I was among those that found those arguments compelling earlier in the year. Since then, The world has learned more and more about how the virus spreads, and the disconcerting number of asymptomatic infections has helped make the case for broad use of masks. Multiple Asian countries where mask use was prevalent even before the pandemic have had substantially better outcomes, with various other effective public health measures likely also playing a role. In many parts of the U.S., even in the states that are reopening, masks are now required. And wearing them has become more and more routine. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, what's it called, Cuomo Unist, um, is enlisting celebrities <laughs> such as comedian Chris Rock in an effort to turn the practice into a habit, and not and, and not the Catholic kind. In other areas, wearing a mask is seen as taking a side in a cultural war, an issue made worse by Trump's continued insistence on going barefaced. This attitude should change. The fact is, masks can play a vital role in preventing people from knowing who you are when you go into the store. 
Oh, sorry. That was not part of it. Masks can play a vital role in prevention and containment. That's it. Americans should get used to the idea that they may be necessary at times, even after the current crisis subsides. You think we're in a mask culture now? Yes. Oh, we totally are. They're totally, they're not going back. <clears throat> what, what's the well, enforcement? It'll is, be... is the enforcement going to be just public shame? Yeah, well, for instance, a uh, friend of mine who um, uh, he's now a college professor. He's about <sighs> as blue as you can get. Um, friend, huh? Without, well, he was in my wedding, but uh, oh, he, we parted oh political ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'd be fine being friends with him, but um, he posted on Facebook. Um, he went to some store and somebody there wasn't wearing a mask. So he gave the, the store's name, the, the I think it was the name of the guy, and uh, was telling everybody not to go into that store because he wasn't wearing a mask. <clears throat> oh, brother. So you're going to have the vigilante. I think what's going to happen is that the blue and the red are just <clears throat> going to get further and further apart mm-hmm. until there's going to be a a spark that is totally going to completely sever the relationship. Do you think the mask issue, and I'll admit I'm not sure that I've paid that close attention to who is on one side of the fence or the other, but do you think the mask issue is a is a blue-red? No, or? it's straight up that way, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Uh, really? the, the liberal Democrats wear masks and are militant about it, and well, typically I- the Republicans don't. Yeah, but I mean, there are. Well, I'm I'm sure there's tons of Republicans that will wear a mask, and I would probably wear a mask if I'm inside with a lot of people in a confined space. It's not the wearing of the mask; it is the the militantness. Correct. Of of, co- of this of is what Karen came out of. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I I have no problem admitting I pretty much wear a mask just about any time I'm in public. Robbing a store? Yeah. Um, but if I go to Walmart, yeah, I wear a mask. If I go, I mean, yeah. I mean, there are a few cases where I've run into a store that I don't wear a mask. Like, I think I'll go into Casey's if nobody else is in there and I won't wear a mask. But Yeah, up uh, where I'm at, if I go to Walmart, I'll wear a mask. If I go to the grocery store, I'll wear a mask. Yeah. And Part of that, part of the reason why I do that is out of respect for other people versus fear of myself. And not necessarily that I, I think that I will infect other people, but um, there are people out there that are going to be very afraid of it and maybe justifiably. <clears throat> and so I don't want to be a stumbling block in other people. But that's different in saying that if you don't wear a mask, you're a monster. Are you just trying to be nice to Craig right now? Sorry. Uh, whatever it takes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, Alan, are you a, a non-wearer at all times? Uh, I, I had a meeting with uh, an executive... And a couple of founders of a company locally a week and a half ago, I guess. Um, there were going to be four of us in the building. And as I walked in the door, I got handed a mask to wear. So I put it on. That's fine. 
their company. They can do what they want. Uh, I don't typically wear them around town, no. Well, plus, with your preference on facial hair. It's kind of useless. Yeah, it's, yeah. But then it becomes only your, uh, uh, that, um, what's that called? The thing you virtue just said, si- virtue signaling. signaling. It's all it is. It's virtue signaling to wear well, it. Well, and I know, I, I will say. Um, so I thought I, about just wearing a bandana just so I look like a straight up bandit. I Can I have a low know, slung six gun in that case too? Would that be okay? I I like it. <laughs> I mean, I I have a an in law that is very much on the liberal side and completely refuses to wear a mask. Really? So much so that he needed to go to Menards and would only shop at Menards previous to this. And he went out of his way to not go to Menards uh, because he was he was refusing to put one on. Huh. But I would I would say that that would be somebody who might identify as liberal, but is not uh, a he's liberal, but he's not a progressive. Probably Democrat, but not liberal. Yeah, would, would that be would that be safer to say? Holy crap! Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, because they yeah. are different nowadays. They are fair enough. Unfortunately, the problem is the Democrats, uh, with open arms, uh entertain the live the left the liberals and what that does is um it gets it it hel- it meshes their ideologies even though the 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 clean democrats wouldn't like it but it doesn't matter because when you bring them all in you become the worst of you and i think republicans See, are the same way and for me I, i'm definitely not militant but for me it is it's kind of multifaceted. I mean, in the beginning, it was, um, I very much, and I still do limit, but in the beginning, much more so, I limited where I would go and how often I would go. And primarily because I just don't want to be sick. I just, I, I just don't want to. I mean, that kind of sucks. I've had the flu a couple times in my life, and that sucks. And if this is worse than that, I just don't want to be that miserable. But so but but that that assumes though that you uh, agree with the fact that a mask will keep you from getting sick, correct? No, I don't agree with that. Okay, so so then is it a virtue well, signal on actually, your part, or is it, it required? The mask. It depends on the mask that you wear. So in the beginning, I was wearing an N95 all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, stealing I, it, I stealing it from the actual nurses that need it. Apparently, yeah, good work. Right. Um, the um but now i i wear a mask um to to provide some level of better than nothing protection for myself but the the flip side is i don't want to be that person that is walking around asymptomatic and end up screwing somebody else up but yeah, that, but that assumes that the mask will stop that, right? Yeah, I, it assists. I, uh, I saw a study. I think it was in South Korea. Out of I don't know how many thousands of people, only two people got it from uh, grocery stores or a place where um, it takes s- sustained contact. 
unless it's like a bullet hitting the bu- hitting a bullet kind of thing. And even then, you don't know if you got it from a grocery store walking by. So like, <clears throat> um, and that's what they're finding out more and more about that sort of stuff. The other thing is, um, it's it's at this point in America, the virus that's going around is not like uh, potentially what it was at the beginning. Um, because the people that are, that are dying now, I mean, the, the majority of them are really old. Now I'm with you though. Um, if, if I go into a store and nobody's wearing a mask, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to. But will you take it off if you have one on? Uh, no, I won't take it off if I have one. You're just a follower. Uh, no. No. No, like I'll go into when I go into a grocery store, I'll wear it. Uh like up here where there's a lot of people that have been tested positive. <clears throat> but see, to me th- that by doing this, we are assuming that the experts are correct. And, um, and and so is it is it more that we err on that side of of caution, shall we say? Sure, I'm gonna err. I'm gonna err on that side of caution for a few reasons, and I think part of it is part of my personality is I want to be able to do my own research and try to figure out as best I can what's going on. Mm-hmm. And one of the challenges about this situation is the research is so all over the board, right? Um, even from the medical community or the science community based off of whatever political lean that they have. So I don't feel like, I feel like the information is changing so rapidly. Um, and uh, the, the guidelines or recommendations are changing that I don't know that I feel confident in the research that I'm doing. And maybe if that's all I did all day, maybe I would have a better sense of what's going on. So part of me is there's, there's not being able to wrap my head around what's best or what's not best. So I'm going to do something instead of nothing. The other part of it is there we do know. Are you taking the, vitamin D? What? Are you taking extra vitamin D? No. We do know. But that I mean, seriously, you should. you should. Does that count? <laughs> well, it's something, yeah. No, but you, yeah. you seriously, yeah, that's that one you probably should do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, the other thing is there is such a level. So even though, even though David is right, all of the statistics show that it is the elderly, especially the 70 and over community. Um, it is the elderly that are primarily dying. There is still a, there is still a level of unpredictability that has occurred and if god forbid i contracted this and i was asymptomatic and i came home and i gave this to my wife who smoked for 30 years of her life and has a thyroid condition and if she went to the hospital because i was asymptomatic and gave it to her because i opted to not wear a mask I'd have a real hard time with that. 
Oh, totally. So I wear a mask and I try to avoid or condense when I go out in public. Have you had your measles booster yet? What? Is that a thing too? Well, according to the, the, the evidence, apparently, um, the antibodies you get from a measles vaccine lasts about 100 days. So then you need um, about three, between three, yeah, about three shots a year of measles boosters to maintain um, enough antibodies to actually protect you. So oh, I thought you were talking about that have, have you got, COVID. Have, no, <laughs> yeah, have you got the measles it, vaccine yet? No. Have you ever but got it as not, an adult? That's also, not a, that's also not running around as a pandemic in the in the. Yeah, but it's way right more now. virulent. Well, I think I think what an active pandemic. <laughs> it depends on who you talk to. In certain places, it is. Although I I I I completely uh, agree with Jay when it comes to um, uh, actually wearing a mask in those type of situations. If if my wife uh, ha- was predisposed to uh, having a severe outcome or was, you know, 50 years older than me. Um, well, uh, oh, hold on, though. Well, first just, of a all, just a minute. Was, <laughs> just a minute. Are you <laughs> claiming that my wife is 50 right, years older right. than me? Let's clear this up. No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yep. yep, that went the wrong way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I wasn't. I'm doing, on my way. <laughs> I was not doing a comparative. I was, say, I was basically saying if my spouse had issues, potential issues, if if they got she got um uh coronavirus i would be but i would also if i was that concerned about it i would be probably wearing the n95 well I, oh, okay here's something and uh, on like piggybacking off that uh, jay i'm i'm intrigued if the fear is that you might become an asymptomatic carrier does that not mean you must wear a mask at all times around your wife I could go that far. I, I mean, don't. Should, shouldn't you? I think, but isn't it like uh, wearing a seatbelt in a car? If if you get head head on, you're going to die anyways. But at least you don't want to die from something something that you could do. I mean, isn't it kind of you're doing something? Think, you're doing your due diligence. Well, but don't they claim that the right, mask is not Alan, to protect? Well, don't they claim that the mask is not to protect me? It's to protect you from me. And, and so if you wear it out in public, you're protecting other people from you, technically. When then you come home, take it off, you now are not protecting the person you are trying to protect. Is that not well, the case? Well, there is. I mean, the, the primary purpose of wearing a mask in public is if I cough, I'm going to protect Virtue everybody signaling. else around me. Right? Virtue but, signaling. <laughs> but, the, uh, but there is evidence also that um, even just a standard cloth mask provides some level of protection as long as you're staying distance from people. There's still there's still some of that there. But but now, hold on, yeah. it, isn't the uh, the guideline to wear it only if you cannot maintain feet six feet? So That's if you if new. you can maintain your distance, you don't need it. The new who said yeah, that, but. 
if I'm walking through a store uh, and I, if, if I can stay six feet for 10 feet from everybody around me, I'm still going to walk through where somebody else has just been. Correct. <laughs> so th th this I'm is the sure. absurdity of the whole thing. I mean, if we're going to really do this, let's actually control all of the air that comes in and out of us, if that's the case. The problem is a cloth mask doesn't do that. You're right. So I, I personally don't see how it does anything but make someone look at me and go, yep, they care. That's all it does. Right, but you're okay. But you're taking the argument, and you're saying you're going to the complete extreme or the other. Since I can't completely control all of the air that comes in and out of me, I might as well not control any. Well, that that's an that argument is an unfair argument. That's like saying since I can't control every other driver on the road, I'm not going to drive at all. Hey, he's got a valid point there. So my, my point is I'm doing what's reasonable in my mind to attempt to protect my health and my family. Also, it's your truth based on. In, in a reasonable way. <laughs> or what I would deem to be reasonable. Okay. And that's totally fine. I think everyone can and should make up their own mind and do their own. I, I honestly think. I was just getting ready to say, yeah. isn't that go kind of the point, though, that Absolutely. I'm trying to figure out what I can or right. can't do? Like right. I the, go to stores where it's not mandatory, but I wear a mask anyway. Right, and that's fine if you choose to. Yeah. The problem is is when we have, we have mobilized our society to ridicule anyone that does not follow a very a certain line. And and this is started, but, but but this is now started with this black guy that got shot by the cops. This is now started down another road of the same concept where you're not allowed. No, unless you toe the line and you support riots and you support our protesting because you don't understand our plight, so you have to do whatever we say because we're right. It's the same thing. It's do, virtue signaling across the road. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the issues are very, very different, but I think the way that they are— The concept is the same, though. I You're right. The, the issue is different. The concept of governmental control is being played out in a very similar way. Well, but the crazy part for me is it's one thing for government, for the, the, the officials to come out and be yelling at everyone, but it's another thing for when we empower and encourage the citizens, my neighbors— me to do the same thing that's different i think, I think uh what we need to do is go back to prison rules uh snitches get stitches so no uh, according somebody... to cuomo they don't they get rewards that uh blade de blasio uh snitches get rewards yeah i know right? but it, it shouldn't be that way mm. it should be uh they should get stitches uh <laughs> so. word <laughs> That is the most white <laughs> word. <laughs> word up, money. <laughs> I did have, uh, I think, hold I on. Have no I'm, I'm, okay, I'm leaving now. I'm going to go protest. Uh, <laughs> but apparently there's a, pro there's a protest in Sioux hey, Falls. going to the liquor store. There's a, right. <laughs> Just have your baggy pants on and your backpack. You'll be fine. Uh, uh, one more AOC, and then I'm kind of wrapped up for the day. We probably should shut this thing down so people will actually listen. Um, AOC 
The reason I started walking down the rabbit hole that she had posted was... Because um, you're a lonely, lonely man. Because I'm a lonely, yes. <laughs> Only, yeah, all right. So <clears throat> the last post she did that was not a part of her live feed, um, her story, her Instagram story, uh, her post was a post that says, Be safe. Here's our guide on being prepared for safe protests. So here's the guide. I will do this so you guys can kind of get an idea of the infographic that was posted. You see the infographic there? Uh-huh. There's what to wear, what to bring, what not to bring, and then there's some rules at the bottom. So uh, what to wear. This is for protesting safely. I want you to remember that. Protesting safely. Um, nondescript, solid-colored, layered clothing to cover identifying tattoos. Uh, goggles and a mask. Cover your face. Uh, emergency contacts are written down. So like, and it shows what writing on your arm. Uh, Heat-resistant gloves. So you can pick up that Molotov cocktail. Uh, tie your hair up, it says, for your man bun. What to bring? Uh, water for drinking and for tear gas. I don't know if it's for making tear gas. Uh, snacks. Eyes, right. Probably. Should be milk. Snacks. Uh, cash and change. I don't know why you need coins, but okay. An ID, maybe for the uh, your meter. If you're rioting, why do you need a meter for? Oh, uh, sorry, protesting. Uh, washcloth, earplugs, a protest sign, bandages, and first aid supplies. Here's what not to bring. And back to this, your idea earlier, uh, Jay, about uh, tracking, or maybe it was you, David, one of the two. Cell phone without, no, let's see. Don't bring your cell phone unless you have turned off face and touch ID and you're going into airplane mode. Oh, yeah. And disabling your data. they can force you to. Yep. Don't bring your jewelry. Don't bring contact lenses. And don't bring anything that you don't want to be arrested with. And they're, they're, (laughs) the picture is a knife right there at the bottom, a knife and looks like weed maybe. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right, so then, so then in the comment section of that post, she has some uh, four, four uh, ideas. One, look out for things you do, that don't seem right. Now, M- wait, maybe wait, just wait. being here. Who posted this? Did you Alex, say Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. You see right on top there? That's her fa, her name, and a che- blue check mark. This is official. This is her official. Wow. Instagram. That is crazy. Uh huh. This is the Instagram Apparently channel. Apparently, David left the screen to go get the Wait. what to bring off of his list. He's, he's, he's going, going to empty, the right He's now. emptying the pockets of the weed he had. <laughs> um, uh, l- number one, look out for things that don't seem right. There are increasing reports and investigations that white supremacists may be infiltrating these protests, breaking windows, and destroying property. If anything seems... If I was a white supremacist, I would be pissed. If anything seems off to you, document it. Always check who is organizing. Always. Number two, follow the directions. (laughs) This cracks me up. Follow the directions of grassroots black organizers. Uh, How is this not fomenting racism? They have been at this a long time and are disciplined in the ropes 
of community organizing and demonstration. It is a discipline. Follow trusted leaders whose goal has been in fo- uh, has been the focused pursuit of justice. If they just showed up, that's a red flag. Number three, have a buddy. Make sure someone is keeping an eye on you and check in on them. Number four, stay safe and take care of each other. That is the a representative in the House of Representatives in the United States Congress. That is, that's abhorrent. I cannot believe. Yeah. It's outrageous that this is allowed. Outrageous. But that's that's ludicrous. Yep. But when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Good night. Uh, yeah. How would you like to get shot by a 40 millimeter rubber, rubber in the face? No thanks. Man. David, have you ever been shot with a rubber bullet? <laughs> I kind of figured that was something that the Marines would do just for fun. Um, Absolutely. No. They don't use less than lethal. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I think that's we've beat a dead horse for a little bit. Uh, oh, there, one thing I did see. Wait, it's getting up. Hit it again. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yeah. It did. Uh, no, that's not nice. Uh, there was the Blaze posted this uh, May 29. Medical Examiner headline: No traumatic asphyxiation or strangulation in George Floyd's death. Yeah, actually, the family has already come out and said that they are already seeking an independent medical okay. examination. And I don't think that's a problem. But does that mean no, it's now going to be? Problem either, does it mean he, that it potentially could be manipulated to tell the right story? Well, what's interesting? Nah. So what they did find in preliminary is that there was underlying health issues, including a cardiac issue uh, and um, substance in the. So substance abuse. Hmm. Okay. But that becomes. He was also in a porn movie. Yeah. This is where kind of. I don't know that. (laughs) No, he was. What? Yeah, he absolutely was. How do you know this? What? Uh, Twitter. What did you say? (laughs) He was in a porn movie. Like right before he got pulled over. No. I thought he was this fine, upstanding human. Yeah, you'd think so. Well, porn movies aren't illegal, but... I, I, no yeah. one said that. But usually fine and upstanding and... Would imply. <laughs> actor don't usually... They don't tend to go together. Yeah. Mm. So he was, he, he was a cultivator of the video arts. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, brother. <laughs> But I will say, even if he had underlying health conditions, if the uh, condition, if the officer exacerbated those, it's kind of like somebody that has COPD and dies because they get coronavirus. Was, you know, what's the cause of death? COPD or coronavirus? Huh. That's interesting. Right? Well. Yeah, that's a, that's another you know, I mean, if he had if he had an underlying heart condition and was on uh, an illegal substance, he clearly didn't care about his underlying health condition. But would he have just died walking down the street? Maybe, but mm. he died because he was put under extra duress from an officer. I see. Well, this has been real, and it's been fun. 
but just, not real fun. Just not real fun. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com is the website. Uh, tell your friends. Because I always wait till the end to say this because everyone stays through all the way. Any last thoughts there, uh, you two? Really? Uh, I don't have any thoughts. I'm just curious to see what's going to come out of it. Is coronavirus going to hit the news again next week? Or is that now, is, has this replaced it and it's just gone? Well, it's, I think as soon as the, um, the riots go away, they'll need something to talk about. But think about this. If we had the opportunity to, because if we had kept coronavirus going all the way through till November, that people would have been bored. But now we have a good distraction that we can go for a few weeks pretty easily. So then we can ramp coronavirus back up in the fall when we um, need to alter the election. Maybe it's some media. Interesting to see is is if mysteriously in 14 days, the number of cases in all of the cities where there were rioting explode. Oh, man. Or not. They, they have to, if they're right. Well, whether they're right or not, I think the numbers are going to be shown to go up, right? Well, you, you mean they will, they will manipulate them to do that? I didn't say that. Those are your words. Uh-huh. DavidAllenShow.com. We'll do this again soon. Thank you guys for uh, indulging the crazy. Thanks for the advance notice. Absolutely. That that was extremely helpful. Yep. (laughs) The thing is, you you got as much advance notice as everyone else did. (laughs) So, have a good one. Doodles. Indeed. See ya. See ya. DavidAllenShow.com.